Welcome to Weekends with Josh, a podcast series to share life stories and lessons through the lens of a youth. I'm Joshua Cow, your host. Want to find out how a Stanford student overcame his fears and spouted his own passion project in high school? Well, today's episode is traveling back to high school times. For those of us rising high school freshmen, it is a big transition from middle school to high school. We all have exciting and fearful things in our minds before stepping into the big shoe. Let's get started. Today, we'll hear about the high school stories from our guest, Evan Baldonado. Evan is a Stanford University rising junior and a Palo High School alumni. He is a fish-keeping enthusiast and is also the founder of the popular Aquarium Kids. Hi, Evan. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So let's get started. So the first thing I want to do with you, Evan, was to ride a time machine back to when you're like me, a high school, nervous high school freshman. Could you share with us some of the fears you had? Yeah, of course. I think coming into high school, one of my big fears was that I didn't really know what to expect. It's just really uncertain and so much could happen. And that in and of itself is scary. And once you're there for a couple of weeks or a year, you really get used to it. But before you come into high school, you don't quite know what to expect. And for me, that was something that was scary. Um, yeah. Another thing was that Pali for me was a lot bigger. So I went to Jordan, which is now called Green Middle School. And just a lot more people, a lot bigger campus. And just the fact that everything was bigger was also scary for me. Yeah, I also go to Green and I can definitely relate. Like when I went to Pali, I saw all these different buildings for like arts and math. And I just, I also feel pretty intimidated about that. I'm sure um, once I go there for a while, I'll calm down. Yeah, you do really get used to it. I think when I first showed up, people were saying, you know, Pali's campus gets smaller the longer you're there. At first, I didn't really understand what they meant, but then I realized that it's just, you really learn where everything is and you get used to it and it does feel smaller by the end of your time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something actually, before I went into middle school, I actually thought that Green would be like so big and I'd be so intimidated. But, you know, after a while, it got smaller and smaller relatively in my brain. Yeah, hence the same thing. Yeah. So now you graduated high school, but so now you're on to greater and bigger things at Stanford. But looking back on your high school now, what would you say would would have been your biggest challenge? And how do you say you overcame that? Cool. Yeah, I'd say one of the challenges that I've struggled with throughout high school and still a little now is self-advocacy. So like learning how to speak up for myself. I think some of the things that have helped with that are I was involved with speech and debate. Um, supportive friends, working on some of my own projects, all of these things help me practice this. Um, because at the end of the day, self-advocacy is really a skill um, and it takes work to do, but then once you get used to it, you get a little more used to it and things get easier. Yeah, I agree. Self-advocacy is a very important thing to know. And personally, I'm not good at it either because I don't want to come across as cocky, but I want to say it enough so that I can advocate for myself, you know? Yeah, it's definitely a balance. Like you want to be able to speak up for yourself. You don't want to speak over or steamroll other people. And so it's making sure that you can support everyone, including yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, so now we're going to talk about your passion project, Aquarium Kids. Could you tell me more about what it is and how it came about? Yeah, of course. So Aquarium Kids is a website or a community. And it started because I wanted to teach kids about how to get involved with fish keeping. So like how to have a goldfish or a beta or some sort of fish in your home. 
Um, the way it started was that there's a, a carnival that was at Dubinec Elementary School. And at this carnival, you could play a game where if you throw a ping pong ball and it lands into a little bowl, then you would win a goldfish. And so I won a goldfish. A lot of other people won a goldfish. And unfortunately, a lot of these goldfish died um, like way sooner than they should so they can live for like 10, 20, even longer. Um, so they can live for quite a while. But unfortunately, due to like lack of care, a lot of them died early. And for me, that was pretty frustrating. And so what I decided to do was come back with a care sheet. So it's like a couple pages that were stapled together, just paper saying, you know, this is how you care for your goldfish. This is how you treat the water so it doesn't have chlorine in it. Here's how you install a filter in your fish tank. Pretty much a lot of the basics of caring for a fish or caring for goldfish. And so that was how it really started for me. And so I started with the care sheet. I built it out into a website. I scaled the website with social media. And I guess the rest is history, but in progress. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you started this in seventh grade. Uh... Yeah, so it was in, in sixth grade and I had gone to the carnival and won a goldfish. And then I think it was the year after, so it placed me at seventh grade when I had come back with a care sheet. And then it grew throughout the years. So yeah, it started technically in middle school and then I explored new avenues for it in high school. Wow, that's great to hear. Um, so what really appealed to you in goldfish and fish that empowered you to start this passion project? Yeah, so I think there's really an aspect about being able to care for another animal and being able to make sure that it's able to get, live a good life and that you treat it right. And there's also really a connection with nature. And so with all those things together, it was something that really appealed to me personally. And then if you want to talk about the project in general, it's like the project has the aspect where you talk about fish keeping, then I can tie it into the environment. So there's discussing how does fish keeping impact the environment? Like there's some negative and positive ways and how do we make sure the hobby has a really good environmental impact? And then from there, you can also connect in. I learned a lot of programming to learn how to build the website. I learned some graphic design and writing for building content for the website. And once you find something that you're really interested in, there's a lot of different ways that you can approach it. So for example, I haven't put out a YouTube video in a while. It hasn't been quite as exciting for me. And I focused a little more time on social media or connecting with other organizations. And so it's really, you know, you try one aspect of a project and it's not exciting for you, then you can shift to another one. And so if you're able to approach a project in like eight different ways, it's harder to get tired of it. Oh, so let's let's talk about your YouTube channel now. So it has about 5.5k subscribers. And I've saw, I haven't binge watching your YouTube videos, to be honest, oh. but um you have so many creative ideas on it. You have you know, top 10 best looking fish, top 10 most dangerous fish. Uh, yeah, that vampire tetra looked very scary. But how do you come up with these creative ideas? Is there like a set procedure that you take or does it just come naturally? Mm -hmm. So I think some of the most popular videos that you're talking about tends to be like, hey, top 10 fish, top five fish, people really like lists. I know that if you're someone out there that watches YouTube, you've probably seen all these different videos on YouTube of just top tens. And I think that's a popular thing on YouTube. So I did get the idea from just hearing about those and seeing how popular they were. And then you can look through the keywords on YouTube and see like what people are searching for. And then you can tailor videos to that. And then I also just have ideas. I'm thinking, hey, this is a really cool fish. This is another cool fish. Well, now we have top 10 best looking fish. And so it's really just about what comes to mind. And then also what I see people are searching for or what people directly ask me to make. Uh, so basically things that are trending in that category. Yeah, so trend, trending with keywords, 
things that I personally think about. And then occasionally I'll get directly asked to like make a care sheet or make a video. Um, but that's a little less common. Oh, oh yeah. Could you expand a bit more on what a care sheet is? Yeah, so a care sheet is like, how do we take care of a fish? Traditionally, they are like one sheet of paper, maybe double-sided. And so like when you give a fish, they also give you the care sheet and you go home like that's, you just read it and you go down the list on what you need to do to take care of the fish. It's a little different when you're online. Um, so things other online care sheets can be slightly longer and have a little more information. That's just the general term in the hobby that gets used for it. Um, so like on my website, I have like my goldfish or my beta care sheet. I have a longer version for web and then there's a printed version that's a little shorter so you can just hand out one piece of paper. So looking at your project and then you you really accomplished a lot and I don't know it just seems to me that you have more than 24 hours a day like speech and debate and then academics at school and then aquarium kids. So could you teach us some of your time management skills how you were able to juggle academics and this big endeavor of a project. Yeah, so I think for me, part of it was prioritizing the project. So like you said, you only have so many hours in a day, but if you start with your project or you like dedicate some time to it, then you, it ends up working out. Um, so like in the same way over the pandemic, I started running every day and that takes time off to like get on my shoes, get changed, get warmed up, go on a run, cool down, get back, shower and everything. So that does take time. But once you really build something to your routine, everything else just falls into place. So. Like when I've talked with some of my friends or student athletes, they say, yes, when I'm on the cross country season, I do spend a lot of time on that, but it's just, it becomes part of your routine and you get used to it. So part of it is really building it into your routine. Um, and then the other part is making some strategic decisions. So I dropped down away in math. I didn't take the hardest chemistry class or some, a lot of the APs or AP econ. Um, there's a lot of things that I didn't take so that I could devote time to my projects or my extracurriculars. And so at the end of the day, it is really about making choices and prioritizing things that are important to you. Yeah, yeah, very good advice. Um, so, so, of course, I'm glad you found this passion in aquarium, aquarium and fish keeping, but how would you recommend high schoolers that maybe haven't found their passion yet, sprout their passion and start a passion project that's worthwhile? Yeah. So I guess you can really learn a lot from talking with other people and just experiencing everything there is to experience. And if you have an idea, really don't be afraid to try it. So you can just prototype it, you can test it out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you really just come away with more experience. So there's not too much to lose if you just try something out. So I'd really encourage people to talk with others to get ideas and just try out any ideas that you might have. Uh, so your advice is uh, try basically everything you can get your hands on and see if one sticks. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, by the way, you need to share me your playlist for your music on YouTube because that editing, that music is fire, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the, um, a lot of the music comes from YouTube audio library. So if anyone listening is into making videos, it's I believe it's just youtube.com slash audio library. And if you go there, it has a lot of music that you could just use in your own projects for free in YouTube studio now. Oh, YouTube studio. Okay. And it's free, right? Yeah. So they have a number of different music tracks on there. Some of them are free for like any commercial use. Some of them require you to license your video under creative commons because they're creative commons. So just keep in mind the exact licensing on there, but I believe all of it is free. Okay. Great. Tremendous.
So let's talk about your environmental internship this summer. And it's great how a passion project that you started in seventh grade can somewhat kind of lead to a work opportunity this summer. So could you tell us more about your environmental internship? Yeah, so my environmental internship is through a program at Stanford. It's, it's a little complicated, but it's through an organization called the Precourt Institute for Energy. And Precourt runs a program over summer called Super. Within Super, they take a bunch of interns and they pair the interns with various labs or research groups around campus. So I'm in Super and I'm paired with a group called the Political Psychology Research Group. And within that, I'm doing research on global warming and basically seeing there's been a lot of different opinion polls that have been done, people's thoughts on global warming, people's thoughts on how you can solve global warming, work on it, all of that. And so what we're doing is we're analyzing a lot of the existing data and collecting more of it. Oh, cool. Nice. It, it's like university connected. Good for you, good for you. So now we're going to hop back on the bandwagon and go back on the time machine again. So if you could take a time machine again back to your high school life, what would you do more of and what would you avoid? I guess this kind of goes hand in hand, but I would say I would get more sleep and I would avoid not getting enough sleep. Now I do get enough to sleep and it really makes a difference. Like you might think, hey, I can get by on like six, seven hours. But once you are experiencing like nine or 10, you really, really will notice the difference. So I would encourage you to make sleep one of your priorities. It is something that I regret from high school, not getting enough sleep. And now that I finally get more, I feel a lot better about it. And I know like every single adult's gonna tell you this and it's really easy to brush off, but I was there and I wish I'd listened a little more. Yeah. So that probably means prioritizing time a bit better so that you're not studying for a test at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Yeah, if you're up late, you can also take naps. I'm a really big fan <laughs> of well. So if you get enough hours, it works at how long are your naps? Um, half an hour here and there, sometimes an hour. It really ranges a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in high school, so you said sleep was one of your regrets, one of your regrets. Were there any other regrets that eventually turned out to be huge blessings in disguise? Let's see. Um, at one point, I was shifting between friend groups and looking to meet a lot of new people. Um, and I've learned that you can really pick out friends from different friend groups. You don't have to be like friends with an entire friend group. And so if you have a lot of individual friends from different areas, it's really great to bring them together. So I've been doing a lot more of that over the last year saying, hey, here's a friend group, or here's a friend from friend group A, here's one from B, here's one from C, and let's all hang out together. And one of my regrets is that, or I didn't start doing that earlier, I'm just making different people from different areas hang out. Because um, at the end of the day, everyone really likes meeting new people and hanging out. And that's something that I would like to do more of. In fact, I'm actually going up to San Francisco later today with a group of friends. They weren't really a group, but now they're a group. And so just taking the time to introduce people to each other is a really good thing to do. Yeah. Dude. So final words of wisdom, Evan. Any notes, any suggestions to pump me and other high schoolers up for this coming school year? Great. Yeah, so high school is really a time where you get to learn more about yourself. You get to meet new people. You get to learn a lot of new things and just discover who you are as a person. And the four years goes by really fast. My main piece of advice would say, don't like really make sure to be kind to yourself throughout the whole process. Like it's hard, you're gonna struggle, um, but make sure to be kind to yourself and know that other people are there to support you because everyone around you does really want to see you succeed. Um, I do have a little more practical advice as well. So 
don't be afraid to take some of the classes that might not have an AP or an honors next to their name. Some of those are really, really fun as well. It's like, I would recommend marine biology, sociology, beginning journalism, humanities. Like a lot of these classes are really fun and don't be afraid to take them even if they don't have an honors or an AP next to their name. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> it does. So anyways, so thank you again, Evan, for doing this interview with me. The stories from Evan were absolutely amazing. Let's learn from it. Here's my takeaway. High school will be an exciting time to explore more about yourself, and there's no need to be fearful. Try out as many things you can get your hands on, and you will eventually find your passion. Follow your passion and take joy in what you do, because that joy will shine onto others. And it could even, in Evan's case, carry on to a working opportunity. So how about you? What's your takeaway? Have fun guys. Weekend with Josh. Peace out. Signing out.